What? A compilation? What have I somehow ventured onto Pornhub? No, dear listener. You have ventured upon our holiday special. Ugh, enough of that. Okay, let's get something better going on here. That's a little bit better, but... Whoa, yeah, that's... that's the stuff. That's some creepy pasta Christmas right there. That's more my style. Happy holidays, everybody. This is going to be an unusual episode, as I'm sure you can already tell. It's going to be less like a history show today and more like, I don't know, Saturday Night Live. It's all the fun skits from our episodes this year, plus a few others of mine that you may or may not have heard, and one that you have definitely not heard yet, or seen yet. We have the talented Maxime Conradi on our team animating a choice selection of our skits, three of them thus far, including the new one that just released today. If you are listening to this in audio version and you're not driving, running, or walking a tightrope between two skyscrapers, why not head over to the video version on our website at www.historyofsexpod.com because if you are watching this as a video, you will discover the scene suddenly bursting into motion when the three choice skits appear. Meanwhile, speaking of driving, Rachel and I are off to visit the fam for the holidays and driving out to see the Grand Canyon with the exchange student from Thailand who's been staying with us this year. So pardon the laziness of this compilation episode, but I've got a lot on my plate right now. And hey, you know, you get animations. So how many other podcasts will do that for you? Enjoy your present, all the funny skits of 2019. That's what we're having fun with today. I'm BT Newberg, and this is the history of sex. The History of Sex is sponsored by Dr. Jillian Kenny, historian of women, sex, and magic in medieval Europe. Alright, so here we go. Our first skit comes from our very first deep dive episode entitled, What the Zombie Apocalypse Teaches Us About Sex, where we asked what sex and gender would be like if a plague of zombies reduced us to hunter-gatherers again. And, well, here's one possible picture of what that transition might look like, as depicted for you with, da-da-da, animation. <clears throat> Alright, proud to be American. Alright, let's see what we got here. Um, soup cans, check. Uh, first aid kit, check. Rain barrel, check. And crank generator, check. Uh, guns and ammo, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, check. Um, what's next here? Sheepskin condoms? I don't remember putting that on the list. Let's see what else here. Yoo-hoo, hey there, stranger. What do you think of my changes? Changes? Well, yeah, to your prepper list. I mean, I thought it would be okay if I added some stuff, too, seeing as the future is going to be egalitarian and all. Egalitarian? Well, yeah, dummy, don't you read? Everybody knows small-scale societies are egalitarian. That means I get to say what goes in here, too. Well, well, no, I... And you can't repopulate the future without me. I suppose so. What's this? Transgender priestess? Or priest. Whatever he wants to be called. Or she. Or Z. Well, yeah, but... Well, a lot of societies recognize intersex people. I mean, Seriously, we gotta get realistic about this thing. Here. Oh, wait, what's that? What's that sound? No. Wait, Here no, we go. no, 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 it's actually happening. Oh my god, it's actually happening. 
No, no, I'm not ready yet. I'm not prepared. In a proud egalitarian world, at least I know I'm free. And I won't oppress the other guys, whether he or she or Z. And I'll gladly stand up next to you and defend their still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. Thinking zombie Frank. <laughs> I'm glad we put a karaoke machine on the list. That was a good idea. Thank you. You know, as much as we enjoy our technology, like cell phones and podcasts, there could be worse things than losing all that and descending to a hunter-gatherer state, like descending into a fascist state, for example. Germany witnessed just such a transition with the rise of Adolf Hitler. Our next skit is from our episode, How to Breed a Master Race, and pokes fun at one way that the Nazis attempted to pump out more Aryan babies. Are you ready, Elsa? I don't know, Hans. Shouldn't we use a, a condom? Hold it right there. Reichs Minister Goebbels, don't touch those rubbers. Why not? We need to get the population up, so let's get it up together. Come on, Hans. Let's give a child to the Fuhrer. Now we know, and knowing's half the battle. Pretty creepy. Hitler actually envisioned a Germany bursting at the seams with little Aryan ankle biters, believe it or not. And that was the creepy absurd inspiration for our next skit from our episode A Real Life Handmaid's Tale. And here we encounter our next animation. And also this is extra special because it's been banned from YouTube. It's so silly. Vimeo and Dailymotion, we're both totally fine with it, but for some reason YouTube's filters kept kicking it right off no matter what we tried. So here you go, the skit that was banned from YouTube. Let's listen to Uncle Hitler. Listen to Uncle Hitler give a speech. No, no, cry. Let's play. Let's play. Who's a little Luftwaffe, huh? Huh? You? Who's a little Luftwaffe? Who's a little Luftwaffe? Who's a little Luftwaffe? You? No, no, no. No, don't, no, don't play with that. That's Danny Sluger. Oh. You've got snot on my SS stripes. Oh, shh. No, no, no. No cry. Shh, No cry. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, okay. Time to go. All right. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Danke. Oh, now you got them all crying. All right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Danke. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's kind of grim dark. So let's switch gears a bit now to something not dark at all, bondage. <laughs> when I learned our BDSM interviewee, Rusty, and I were both born and bred Minnesotans, 
Well, I just couldn't help myself. This is from our episode, Whips, Chains, and Meatballs. And now, how to talk Minnesotan, bondage style. Traveling to Minnesota for a bit of BDSM on Lake Bidemikoska, well, you could do worse than to learn a little of the local lingo. Your dungeon monitor will appreciate it, and it may save you some embarrassing moments. Here's a list of the most important words and phrases that you should know before you arrive. One phrase you're sure to hear is, you betcha. You betcha is used in the affirmative. For example, <laughs> Please, sir, may I have another? You betcha. You betcha can also be used as a substitute for, you're welcome. Hey, thanks for letting me lick your eyeball, Ralph. You betcha. Now, some experiences you may like, while others you may not like. So you'll want to know how to express this without hurting your play partner's feelings. For this, you'll find three phrases indispensable. Not bad, could be worse, and that's different. Well, just about done tying you up there, Ralph. How's that feel? Not bad. What if I stick my finger up your butt like this? Could be worse. The first two phrases express a positive reaction, but not so with the third. How about if I tickle your nipples with lutefisk like this? That's different. So with these three phrases, you should be good for your first Minnesota dungeon experience. But there's one more thing you need to know. If you feel a scene has gone too far, or you just need a breather, you should know Minnesota's most common safe word. Hot dish! Oh, sorry about that, Ralph. I'll play a bit more gently. Hot dish, which other people call casserole, is also a delicious way to unwind after a rewarding dungeon session. Hey, Piggy, pass the hot dish. Sure, Ralph. Now that you know the local lingo, you're ready to experience your first Minnesota dungeon. In fact, I think I hear Peggy arriving now, which means it's time for me to put in my gag ball. Hi, Peggy. I told you to call me Lake Superior. Yes, Lake Superior. It was certainly a stroke of luck to be able to interview Rusty, almost as lucky as a few of the sex omens from ancient Babylon. The ancient Mesopotamians read divine portents in sex just like fortune cookies, leading to this delightful reimagining from our episode, Sex and the City of Babylon. There I was, Babylon. So, how'd you meet him? Yeah, dish girl. Well, I had just arrived in the big city to research my new column, Sex in the City of Babylon, and I was looking up at the ziggurat, you know, one of those giant mud brick temples, tall, hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't watching where I was going when suddenly... Whoa, whoa, watch out! I ran right into him. Oh. <laughs> and... The impact knocked his goat skin kilt clear off, exposing his... <gasps> Hammurabi. How big was it? Mm, remember that ziggurat? No. No. <laughs> anyway, he says... Well, uh, <laughs> it appears you have me at a disadvantage. You know the omen. If a woman stares at a man's penis, whatever he finds will not be secure in his house. Hmm. Sounds like you're feeling a bit insecure. Oh, not at all. I don't believe in omens. No? No. But do you know what I do believe in? Justice. Justice? Yes. Justice. You know, Hammurabi's code. An eye for an eye, a peep for a peep. You've seen mine, so how about you show me yours? Oh, oh no. So what did you say to that? Hmm, I don't think so. Oh, but it's only fair. 
You know the other omen. If a man stares at a woman's vagina, his health will be good. He will lay his hands on whatever is not his. You owe me that much. I thought you said you don't believe in omens. Ah, uh, well, uh... Hmm. Too bad. I like a man who makes his own fate. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's do lunch. Mm. No, oh, no, you didn't. Bravo. You mm. go, girl. <laughs> so, are you going to see him again? I don't know. I guess I'll let the omens decide. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Oh, girl, you got to get on there. <laughs> I left feeling powerful, potent, and incredibly alive. No one could get in my way. And you know, right next door to Babylon, just a hop, skip, and a jump across the Sinai Peninsula, is Egypt. And who could think of sex in ancient history and not think of Cleopatra? Now, here is a skit that has not been featured on this show yet, because I made this for episode 73 of We Talk About Dead People by Aaron C. and James D. Now, just a word of warning, they play it a little fast and loose with the language on their podcast, and this was made to fit it, so there might be a few of the bleepity blues going on here. Enjoy. All right, yes, we have just received confirmation that the Queen of the Nile, Cleopatra, is about to arrive, and I, for one, cannot wait to see what she has done with her hair this season. Actually, I'm more looking forward to hearing that mellifluous voice. You know, I hear she's quite eloquent, very well read, and when she speaks, you know, they say it just charms a toga right off of you. Yes, I could not agree more. There, I think, I think I see something. Yes, I believe that is her barge. It's docking, it's, it's docking, it's taking a long time to dock, it's a barge. Okay, it's docked. There's a figure emerging. I believe it is, yes. There she is, ladies That's and gentlemen, her, right. the Queen of the Nile, Cleopatra the Seventh. Oh my God, she is just like in the coins, that long hooked nose, the short neck, the small chin, and oh my God, her hair. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it, it is the melon hairstyle again, classic Cleopatra. So You know, classic. you really cannot go wrong with the melon hairstyle. You've got the hair in braids pulled back over the head, just like the stripes on a melon, tied off in a bun at the back. So practical. It's really a smart way to go. Wait, she's, she's speaking. She's saying something. I can't, I can't make it out. Can, can, you, can you understand what she's... What language is that? That's not Latin. Is that Greek? Is it Egyptian? Why is she speaking? Like, well, she does speak nine different languages. Nine languages it could be anything is that hebrew is that persian tell me it's persian what language is that is that ethiopian is it arabic does anyone here speak parthian what language is that wait she where's she going no 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 okay okay yeah great she's gone she's gone did you get that did anyone get that what language was that wait what what oh it was troglodyte it was it was what troglodyte Troglodyte? Yep. What the fuck is troglodyte? It's uh, most likely a Berber language from Libya. Well, do you know what she said? No, I don't speak troglodyte. Oh, Alright, that's it. We're done here. Okay, shut it down, everybody. We're done here. Everybody go home. me. Is it too much to ask for one lousy intern who speaks troglodyte? That was my wife Rachel co-starring there, by the way. You know, making a podcast is a lot of work. Now, maybe you've been kicking around the idea of making a podcast yourself, and if so, what would that feel like? Well, this skit from our introductory episode should give you some idea. And now, The History of Sex presents What It Is Like to Make a Podcast. 
Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I should make a podcast about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the idea imp. If you bring me into this world, I'll make all your dreams come true. Sounds reasonable. Do it. It will be easy. You will have plenty of free time. Do it. Okay, I'll do it. Excellent. Ouch! You pricked my finger. What'd you do that for? We'll see. Oh, this is amazing. I'm getting so much work done. This is the greatest thing I've ever done. Oh, I feel dizzy. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Work, my little podcaster. What happened to all my free time? Free time? Who do you think you are, Joe Rogan? This is a history podcast. There's research, writing, fact-checking, more research. You'll never have free time again. No! <laughs> okay, I can see the head. Now, push. Push, Brandon, push! I am pushing... It's, it's, it's not human. No. No, it's not. It's a podcast. I love you, little podcast. I love you. I, I tell you, some days it really does feel like that. It is a lot of work to put out a podcast. And it often feels like a deal with the devil. But in the end, devil or no, it's your baby. And that is why today is actually a double episode today. That's right. Check your podcatcher. There's a whole other episode waiting for you under the tree. It's an interview with none other than the sponsor of our show, the one mentioned in our theme music, Dr. Jillian Kenny, historian of women, sex, and magic in medieval Europe. And she is with us to talk about the history of sex toys. Check out that episode. And now here is a sneak preview of the skit from that episode. Don't worry, it won't spoil anything. But it might make you curious about why medieval men saw sex toys as rivals. Also, this is our third and final animation. What? My queen? Uh, <clears throat> Tis I, your king. Um, my lord. Um, yes, come in. Are you quite all right, milady? I thought mine ears did hear a crying. Uh, a crying, you say? Tis surely the cry of battle, my lord. Is not the army of your rival, the baron, at our very gates? Well, yes, but tis another rival of which I wish to speak. Uh, forgive me, my lord, but surely none could be more pressing than that which pounds upon the gate. Well, yes, but tis another pounding of which I wish to speak. Uh, but could there be a matter more urgent than the ram which batters again and again at this very fortress? Well, yes, but tis a ram of another ca Say now, what is that behind thy back? Hmm? Oh, oh, what, this, this? Um, tis a gift. A gift? For me? Why, yes, my lord. Tis, um, a weapon. A weapon with which to smite thy rival. A weapon? Indeed, a holy weapon. Hmm. Tis the very cudgel of St. Cuthbert. 
With what is it anointed? An oil most holy, my lord, to bless thy victory. Now, off you go. My dear, so sweet, you fill me with a yearning for victory. Just as I am filled with a yearning as well, a yearning which can only be satiated by seeing you off, off, off yes. now to battle. Yes, now to victory, armed with a cudgel the likes of which there is no other. Indeed, no other. No other cudgels here. None. Save for one. <sighs> well, I hope you enjoyed this compilation, everybody. Just in time for the holidays. And I hope it really stuffed your stocking. I hope it packed your present. I hope it tied you up with tinsel. I hope it was the star atop your tall, hard tree. Last but not least for today, to take us out, here is one final skit. Well, it's not actually really a skit, it's really more of a song. So think of it like the end of Saturday Night Live when they're waving and the band is playing and the credits are rolling. This is from a Dead Ideas episode called Put That City to the Sword. And it is a delightful duet sung with my lovely wife, Rachel, about the ancient practice of executing every last man, woman, and child in a captured city. Assyrians do it, Mongols do it, even educated Romans do it. Let's do it, let's put that city to the sword. To the sword! Alright, that's it folks. If you haven't already, check out the animations by Maxime Conradi at our website, www.historyofsexpod.com. Have a kooky Christmas, have a hilarious Hanukkah, a quirky Kwanzaa, a delightful Diwali, whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating. I mean, let us not forget Festivus, the festival for the rest of us. Good wishes to you all this season. We are off to visit the fam in the Grand Canyon. Take care. By the way, the creepy Christmas music today was courtesy of Mew, M-Y-U-U. -U. He does dark piano. I love it. Check him out on YouTube. It is so worth it. Oh, and I almost forgot. If you want, you can leave us a present underneath the Patreon tree. Support the show at www.patreon.com forward slash BT Newberg. See you next time, folks. I'm BT Newberg, and this is the History of Sex. Podcast theme music mixed from tracks by Kevin McLeod. For additional credits, references, photos, and more, see our website at www.historyofsexpod.com.